Hey everybody, welcome back to Check With Traps. Thank you for checking back in. Last time, uh, we had the group as they found their way into a cavern and pulled a sword that Roscow decided to have a conversation with and ended up meeting, meeting a fellow by the name of Richard Phillip who divulged some information that they were able to discern that the head of the goblin clan is Blurt, who was the squire to Richard Phillip at one point. And at such, the, the group has decided now to go into the village or uh, explore the village. Sassafras turned herself into a little mouse and explored, found Blurt. Um, it appears that he is the leader of the group of goblins now. And she has left without discerning much more information. The other two, after failing some stealth checks, or at least Roscoe did, uh, they were engaged in combat when we last left off with a robot, almost um, like a, a lumber mill robot would be the way to explain it, with a giant whirling hand, saw blade in one hand and a giant claw hand in the other, and it's piloted by a goblin. So the last time we left off, you had actually dealt some damage, uh, Slick. So what we need to do is we left off, we need to roll for initiative. So go I ahead. was wanting to power surge. Before combat? Action surge, yes, before combat. You might want to wait until during. afterwards. Okay. Well, I mean, during your turn, because the way action surge works is it's actually going to allow you to, um, you can use an action, do an attack, then you use action surge, which will allow you to take a second action, which so you can attack and attack. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So fine. I would wait until your turn to actually do that. Okay. That would be probably more beneficial for you. Oh, goodness. You guys are probably going to go first. Uh, Slick, what did you roll? Nat one. Uh, okay. Maybe maybe you're not. All right. Mr. Roscow? 17. 17. Good job, Roscow. Okay, so with that, Roscoe, you are going to have first turn. Uh, you are lying on the ground currently under some bushes, and Slick had loosed an arrow, and there's now an arrow wedged in the creature's shoulder. Can you describe what this um, thing looks like? So have you ever watched Alien, the original with Sigourney Weaver? No. Um, okay, think Iron Man. Okay. Like, Think metal suit with, um, okay, think arms and legs of a robot okay. with a goblin standing kind of in the body cavity portion controlling these giant arms. So it probably stands six foot, seven foot tall. Okay, and the okay. arm span, each arm is probably about four to five foot. One arm is a giant claw and the other one is a saw blade used for cutting down wood. So I want to make a spell attack. Okay. It's um, gilding bolt, a boat, a flash of light streak towards the creature of your choice was, was in range. Make a range spell attack against the target. On hit, the target takes a 4d6 radiant damage. Good night. And the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your turn has advantage. Thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target until then. Awesome. Go ahead and roll me a spell attack roll. Um, 15. Oh, that hits for sure. Good roll. So th this is going to be 4d6s. Okay. Go ahead and roll me 4d6s. Do some damage. 11. Okay. So 11 damage smacks right into this goblin. and He takes 11 radiant damage. Very nice rolls. Mr. Roscow. Uh, do you have anything else that you'd like to do on your turn? Um, how far am I from it? Uh, right now, you're within ten foot. You are you are very close to it. It walked very close to you too. Would um, 
I would be able to move without creating an opportunity over there. Yes. Then I'm moving. You want to move away, like stand yeah, yeah, up yeah, and yeah. kind of back move, up? Yes, I want to move away. Okay, not a problem. So you stand up real quick. Your armor kind of slows you down, but you manage to wobble back in dwarfish style um, and kind of strike a final pose, ready for your next turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it is Mr. Robato's turn, and uh, he still has not seen Slick because Slick is actually successful in his stealth saves so all that he did see was roscoe so he's going to see you roscoe and he's actually going to move towards you and he's going to swing his big old blade at you and completely misses and eight does not hit you correct okay no then he's going to with his big hand he's going to reach down and he's going to try to grapple you with his right hand so what we're going to do now is we're going to do what's called a strength v strength so you need to roll me a d20 and add your strength modifier this is unfair. And you have to beat his. <laughs> Five. <laughs> okay. So uh, you move back and not really anticipating him to move at you like he did in such a swift fashion. Uh, he swings and you manage to kind of block it with your shield. But by doing so, you expose your other side and the claw comes in and grabs you. And uh, as try as best you might, uh, the claw just being mechanical like it is has... Uh, a more efficient way of holding you in place. And you are now stuck in place and unable to act uh, is what we're going to do because of how this claw behaves. You can still speak, so you could, like, talk and everything, but... Does he pick me up? No, he's holding you down to the ground. All right, and that's going to be the uh, the Roboto's turn. So, Mr. Slick, it is your turn now. Can I, do I get to roll it with advantage or... Uh, no. Well, oh. now, okay, so he moved past you. Well, I was so wondering you could... about his spell. He said something about rolling advantage. Oh, yes, next next attack. You are correct, because it is glistening off with a radiant uh, light. So, yes, you will have natural advantage. Are you shooting him? Yes. Because you're the same thing. Right now, with how he moved, there's maybe like a five-foot distance, so he's barely out of melee range for you. So it wouldn't be a problem for you to, to shoot him with your I, bow. I'm shooting him with the crossbow. Okay. Do your thing. I rolled a 19. You, so. Oh, yeah, you definitely, for sure. Roll me that beautiful, beautiful bean footage. 10 damage. Ten, doggone, guys. All right. You guys are beating up on him quite effectively. Um, so anything else, Mr. Slick? I want to action surge. All right, so you action surge, which would allow you to attack one more time. 17. A 17 hits. Another 10 damage. Golly, guys. So he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, uh, these two arrows just out of nowhere come and stick in his joints, in his shoulders. And since it's uh, kind of exposed, it's not really designed for combat. The gears aren't protected. So the arrows find their way in, and the arrowheads kind of lock the mechanisms up. And his arm kind of... And you start to see, I'm going to just real quick, yeah. Um, he, his right shoulder starts to kind of smoke from exertion. And the right shoulder is the claw, which is holding you, Roscoe. So you, uh, we're going to give you advantage on breaking out of the grapple, which it is your turn, assuming you're done, Slick. Yes, I am completely okay. done. So we're still doing a shrink feature? That is correct. We're gonna, he's going to continue to try to hold you in place, which I doubt you're going to beat this because he just rolled a nat 20. 12. Yeah. He, he uh, even, no, you rolled with advantage. 
because yes. of the arrows. Okay, okay. So that yeah. was the best you got. All right, yeah. He definitely continued. So it's not necessarily that he's squeezing you tighter. It's just that the arrows have kind of locked him in place, and you just can't move. Like he's got you kind of pinned down, uh, and so you're going to be stuck there, unfortunately. And that's your turn. That's all you can do, buddy. Unless you want to verbally, you can speak, but you cannot attack. Can I like do like a angry face at him, like a? Like. You absolutely can. All right. Do that. All right. So you make an angry face at him, and he makes an angry face back at you. And uh, he actually takes his hand off of one of the the joysticks and kind of sticks his thumb on his nose and fingers up in there, makes the neener neener face. <laughs> um, and then he's going to, since he has you held, um, he's going to ignore you, Slick, and he's going to try to punch you in the face, Slick. I mean, sorry, Roscoe, uh, with his blade, and he's going to have advantage since you are grappled. And does a 15 hit you? No. All right. And uh, he's going to use his second ability then to con- – oh, nat 20. Again, I like these dice, Caleb. Thank you for letting me borrow them. How does 12 damage sound? I don't like it, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he, uh, the saw blade comes down, and you being unable to move, uh, he just strikes you, just – beats into your shoulder and uh, actually ends up kind of cutting a little bit and now some of your armor has begun to um, uh, break apart it's got almost like a scar in your armor it doesn't affect the quality of it just the appearance of it all right so that is the robot's end of his turn and so we are going to be back up to slick i do not roll with advantage this time correct uh, if you moved to melee, you would pincer him, which would allow you to use advantage. But if you stay where you are to do a ranged attack, then you would not have advantage. I'm going to stick with my ranged attack. Okay. I rolled a 19. You rolled a 19? Okay. It was a 19 to hit. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, for sure. Definitely hits him. You are just, I'll tell you, just do over five damage. 12. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say. So the last arrow uh, pierces in, and what ends up happening is you hit a fuel line, and you just see the whole hydraulics of the system just loosen, and the mech itself kind of slumps down in kind of a shutdown state. Um, Roscoe is still held. You are still going to have to spend a turn, and I'm going to require a, we'll say a bonus action no, I'm going to require an action to actually wiggle your way out of the grip that's being held here. And the little goblin, seeing what's happening, realizing that he's been defeated, jumps out of the mech and begins running towards the just direct beeline into the village. Before either one of you react to that, we are going to jump over to Sassafras, who is currently coming out of the village um, as a little mouse after seeing the blurt. Of <laughs> nice, nice nose wiggle. Um... So you are traveling through these nasty streets, these goblin-infested streets. Ew. And you, while doing so, notice a bunch of children kind of walking along and everything. And the, the streets are uh, not, not busy. W- what I do need from you is a stealth check, please. Eight. Okay. So you're sitting there, and you have drawn the attention of three little goblin children who were running about in the streets doing who knows what goblin children do. Um, But they saw you and decide that they want dinner. And they have begun to pursue you. So you have several options. You can, there's a shop directly to your left 
uh, with kind of an open door. You don't really know the what's in the shop. Uh, you can either go in the shop, you can run into the streets where it's kind of busy, um, or there's an alley just straight ahead and to the left that you can go into. I'll choose the alley, Alex. A alley for 300, please. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, of a Jeopardy phrasing question, and I, I, I'm failing. So uh, you, you run up into the alley and turn sharp into it, and there are garbage cans knocked over and garbage just kind of strewn about. Um, there's no other rodents to be seen, which you can probably guess because the goblins just eat the rodents that they find on the on the street. Um, so do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to try to run or do you want to try to hide? I want to hide in the garbage. Oh, okay. So you uh, run up to a garbage can and there is an old banana leaf or a banana peel that's sitting in the in the garbage can that you can kind of try to, to sneak up and under. So go ahead and uh, just roll. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do a perception check. Don't worry about doing that. Oh, no, you're fine. They rolled a three. So the, the boys run around the corner and they kind of glance around and you just hear grunts of disapproval and sadness that they are not going to be able to feed their their little starving bellies. Not today, folks. <laughs> so uh, you continue on after they have uh, moved away. You continue to travel out of the city. Uh, I'm trying to think. The city at this point in time would be kind of closing down because you all are going into the evening. So shops are starting to lock down. Uh, foot traffic is dying down a little bit. You do not see any other species other than goblins there. That's why it's so strange that it is just Blurt uh, that you've seen is the only other species, the only other human that you've seen. So um, with that, you come back out outside the skirt outskirts of the city, and you pass the the watchtower when you were coming in, and you notice the two. You still see the puffs of smoke coming up from wherever they were sitting up there. Uh, and we're going to stop there, and we're going to come back to the other two. Uh, you, at this point, have a goblin who is beelining it away from you guys. I want to shoot an arrow at this goblin. Okay, go ahead and shoot your arrow. A 19 to hit. Oh, okay, definitely hits. 12 damage. Okay, all right, so he's running away, and an arrow just suddenly pierces through his shoulder, and you can tell he's looking down at the arrowhead that is sticking out through him, uh, for it's a bolt, I guess, from your bolt, uh, from your crossbow. Um, so he is, he is uh, probably dead and doesn't realize he's dead yet, but he is continuing to run. Um, so we're going to go over to Roscoe. And yeah, I want to get this thing off me. Okay, so go ahead and, and just roll me a strength to try to work your way out of these things. Seven. Okay, so you're sitting there and you're still trying, and it's no fault of yours. You're just did that, you know. It's a machine that's locked in on you, and so you're getting quite angry at this stupid thing, but it does not budge. Can I like try to like not pick it up? You know, I'm not trying to. I don't want to pick it up. Am I allowed to squeeze through like something? Like you're a door. Yeah, you're not exactly <laughs> small. <laughs> it was an idea. <laughs> it was an idea. <laughs> I need some grease. <laughs> but unfortunately, you failed your roll. Either way, I don't think you would have gotten out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Roscoe. You're still stuck here. Uh, the goblin is now getting further away. I want to shoot another arrow at it. Okay, go ahead and roll me another attack roll. This time I rolled a 16 okay. plus 6. I definitely would hit. Yes. Another 12 damage. Okay. 
So this time, and the the other arrow you shoot, and it just pierces right through his through his leg at this point, which causes him just to collapse to the ground. And you can tell he's not moving. He's he's done and out. You hear a commotion almost. The guard tower um, that you see off in the distance um, lights a torch. And then you hear a, a bell being, not a bell, it would be more of like something beating metal. Like a piece of metal is hanging in there, just like a gong type thing. At this point, is Sassafras back? Sassafras at this point would be right near that tower that has just lit it. She is not back to you quite yet. All right. At this point, I want to try to help Roscal get out of the claw. Okay. We're, we're going to say with the two of you working together, you managed to kind of wiggle, fight your way out of this, uh, out of this claw contraption. So you're free. And Sassafras, coming back, you see the same thing. You hear the two up in the guard tower, though, since you are right next to it. They both yell alert, alarm, intruders. Because you gather and you can see in the distance, you saw the goblin fall and collapse from the arrows. And you presume that that's what the guys in the guard towers have saw. So you very quickly, I assume, are going back to these two? Correct. Okay, so you're going to go back to them. um, And there you be. The village is is arised, arisen. So what do we want to do? We want to run? There goes any chance we had of being sneaky. Well... I I'm about to die. <laughs> ah. You want to go back to the cave? We need a we need to go somewhere. Let's go back to the cave where we was at and talk about everything. Okay. Uh, so if you guys kind of book it real quick, uh, you can hear the same commotions that the first night that you were on, of the kind of the arousal of the individuals in the in the villages. They come out prepared for whatever is approaching them or that they're hunting i guess and you end up going back to your your little cave where you feel safe and sound by and the way i'm no longer a mouse oh right yeah that would have worn off about just probably five ten minutes after you met up with the guys again so you're back at the cave uh to your knowledge you are fairly safe i think we need to take a long rest so like i had to hide in a banana peel and oh my gosh i smell we so bad we need to sleep I need a shower. There, remember the stream is sitting right outside. So if you want it to clean up, uh, you, could. You, you know uh, the stream has little friends inside. I don't think you would want to go over to the stream. Um. Well, I can like totally just use a bucket or something and pour it on my head. I don't have to get in the water and get all leachy like you. Have you got a bucket? I can find something. At this time, uh, I want to let Roscal take his long rest to get his health back. And Sassafras take her little water shower. I want to go deer hunting again. I'm um, okay. like, I smell. See, smell me. Smell me. I smell icky. Smell, smell. See, see. Ew. So, all right. So, uh, Sassafras, you're going to go off and try to get all cleaned up. Roscoe, you're going to try to sleep, and then Slick is going to go back out and try to, uh, once again, his hand at uh, hunting. Um, however, there is bad news. There is sounds of those dogs off in the distance, and they are getting louder. Uh, I think we need to, uh, I'm going to round them up, and I think we need to move. 
Okay. So you have a couple options. Well, I smell like one of them now, so they can't smell me. I think we need to go in the caves. Yeah, you guys can go back and if you want, back remember the cave where it went in and opened up into the room where you found the sword. Um, Or you can go further up into the mountains. Or if anything, if we go in the cave, we can bottleneck them. We're going to 300 this. Um, I guess, but like, if we get in that cave, there's nowhere for us to escape to, and we're stuck there, and do we remember what happened to that talking sword that's a friend of Roscow's that's a little weird? Well, it would, either we can do that or go up the mountains. Which one? Roscow, you're being awful quiet over there. Man, I'm just, I just want sleep. <laughs> I've had a hard day. If only somebody had healing spells. Well, like, who would have one of those? <laughs> yeah, those are. <laughs> those are for losers. <laughs> In fact, I think Roscoe has a healing spell. I, I, I don't. <laughs> you oh, don't? Deathly silent. <laughs> it's like deathly silent for a moment. I thought the little light bulb went off above his head. I, yeah, I thought we were. All, I thought we were all under the understanding that that he was a cleric. I thought you were a healer, kind. Of. Oh no, you're you're I'm ward. A ward. Of, you're a ward. I cleric. kill people. That's I'm right. a mercenary. <laughs> I like how he's talking in Roscoe's voice. Oh. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's dedicated. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so um, decision time. You guys decide what you want to do. The uh, the the hounds are nearing, and it sounds like. From what you can tell, that they have your scent. Does it sound like they are coming, like up front? Like if we go up, are they coming up or are they coming? They down? are coming up. Like you are at the top, not the top. You're about a th- the two thirds of the way up a mountain, and they're at the base of it, and they're coming up. It's almost like they rolled really well trying to track you down. It's almost like that, huh? <laughs> like so a seventeen. What are we doing? Um, in the in the cave that we went to go to the sword right yes is and you said there's like a hole right there's like an entrance inside the cave where we fought those like creepy people yeah the the, yeah, the yeah, steam yeah. efforts how big is the hole the entrance to the cave yeah. is probably i think i said four foot five foot We've something like there, that Caleb. no 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 but if if it's a small hole where you can um, plug it up and when the dolls come there they can be like who's here and there's no one there well, I totally smell like them. I didn't get my shower. I think we need to figure something out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. To if the you're top of the mountain. Okay, let's go to the top to the of the mountain. Top of the mountain. <laughs> All right. So you guys continue on up, and the veg- sneakily, sneakily, <laughs> sneakily, trying your best uh, to move quickly and agilely. If that's agilely. Agile, just with quickly and agile. Agileness. With much agile, agileness, with much agileness, you continue to ascend into the mountaintops. It's not like you know you're thinking in the Himalayas or something, where as you climb it gets colder. Since you're in kind of a tropical, it's just more um, humid, more sweaty, more sweaty. Yes, <laughs> sweating profusely. So you get to the top of the 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 mountain, and along the way. You do see a cave that opens up, another one, kind of. Uh, but this one is, remember how your other one was a bigger cave that you found a small cave in the back of? This one is a probably about a 15-foot cave that just goes straight back, and it's just pitch black. So it's up to you if you want to go down there or not, or you want to try to continue going north. The hounds sound like they are continuing to pursue you. Let's go in the pitch black cave. To the pitch black cave. I have okay. a torch. Well, and I can totally see in the dark, but I have another idea. 
So before we actually go in the cave, I want to use my cantrip Druidcraft. Okay. And it says that I can create... Uh, what does it say that? Okay, I can create a sensory effect, like a puff of wind, the sound of a small animal, or the faint odor of a skunk. Oh, okay. So like right in front of that, I kind of want to like make it smell like a skunk right there. I got you. Okay, that makes sense. Um, all right, so we're going into the cave, I presume. Yes. I can see in the dark. Okay. Roscoe, can you see in the dark? I can see in the okay. dark. So, Slick, you're the only one who... who I have this a torch. P- you have a torch. Okay. So, um, you guys walk into this cave, and after you cast yourself Druidcraft... How long does Druidcraft last? It does not... Well, no, it does not say. Okay. We'll say it persists for long feet. enough. Okay. We'll, we'll say it persists oh, long instantaneous? enough. instantaneous? Well, instantaneous means that you just cast it instantly. It figured. happens instantly, not the duration of it. I was hoping it wasn't a bad thing. <laughs> So, no, you will, we'll say that it, it makes uh, a wafting aroma of skunk. It says it must fit in a five-foot cube, but that's all it says. Oh, that's, oh, okay, that's what you're saying. Um, we're just going to say that, because I'm going to assume, like, a smell, it could maybe kind of permeate the, the air. So we'll say you just put it down in a spot, and we'll see if it will trick them or not. It's going to be up to fate. Oh, it will. So, <laughs> of course, you guys find your way into this cave, and as you enter into it, the... The sound of mud is greeted. It is a wet. Yes, Sassafras. You. Ew. <laughs> yes, it is very muddy. Um, think, think Mandalorian. Remember when My he... shoes. <laughs> Dirty shoes. Think Mandalorian. Remember when he, when he went to seek the egg? Remember how that mud, <laughs> that kind of that type oh. of cave thing? Nope. So that's what you're walking through right now. And the further you get back into the cave, um, the walls become more and more smooth from water seeping down from up top and just kind of wearing out the sides of the of the structure. Whereas the other cave you were in was very stony and rocky. This one is very muddy. Are you... Okay, what's your intent as to how far you want to go into this cave? Far enough that we can't be seen. Okay, okay. So kind of like... David from the Bible when he goes into the cave and anyways yeah you kind of find your way into the back of the cave and it it begins to twist and turn a little bit and you get to the point where there is a chasm in front of you with a a natural bridge that is made of stone that goes across probably about 20 foot yeah 20-25 foot long and a couple foot wide so it wouldn't be really hard to walk across if you wanted to do that. Um, do you want to go across or do you want to just kind of sit it out here? What do we want to do? It looks pretty cool. I've never, like, went across a bridge like this before. I went some, uh, you know, couple of my days of journey as being a, you know, backup priest. It's pretty cool. You want to go across? Yeah, let's go across. How about you, Sass? Well, I guess I can. <laughs> All right. We're so, going across the bridge. <laughs> the bridge. So um, I need to know the order that you guys are walking across this bridge. Who is in lead? I'm eager, so I'm in the lead. Okay, so Slick is leading. Who's second? I'm at one HP, so I'm last. <laughs> okay, so you're going last. <laughs> Sassafras. Yes, that means I'm in the middle. Okay, so the two of you who can see in the dark and Slick... You can't see in the dark, but you said you lit a torch, so you have a torch. Okay, so 
as you're coming up to the other side of this, you realize that it drops down almost like a slide, like a water slide would be the best way to explain it. Um, you, if you try to go off of the bridge to the other side too far, like, okay, I'm trying to think how to explain this. You can walk just off the bridge and you'll be okay. But if you go any further, you're going to be in danger of falling down this incline, which is a tunnel. Do we want to go on a slide? Like, you mean like a slide? You, you have not heard any growls or barks or anything else, just I mean, to clarify. How deep is it? I can't see down yeah, there. Yeah, he, he can't tell. Like, it's it, the, the cave goes down, even if he could see, the, it would turn before. I mean, we could fall forever. We could go back and kind of make a, a little fire or something in the cave. We can find some wood laying around or something. Um, Aren't we supposed to be, like, trying to hide? And it's kind of wet in here. I don't think you're going to be able to make a fire. True. I've got a torch. <laughs> Already got the fire taken care of. Maybe Ross Cow can sleep on the bridge. I, I was going <laughs> to sleep on the bridge. He Why not? He rolls over and falls yeah, to his roll dad. over once and whoop, gone. All right, <laughs> roll new character. Yeah. Or do we want to slide? No big loss. We want to take a slide. I don't want to slide. Do y'all want to um, attach your ropes and have me go check it out a hundred feet? Sure. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> I, Hold on. So all I can see is Sassafras going down at a straight way, like like Spy Kids kind of going down. <laughs> Wait, I don't think she's saying going down the chasm. I think you're saying going down the slide. Yes. Going down the slide. I mean, you can if you want to. <laughs> it's not nearly as funny, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. We're going to do that. Okay, so Sassafras, you tie uh, the, the rope around you. And who's holding it? Both. Okay. I so, love how I'm volunteered. All right, so you, you both are holding... sleep on the bridge. <laughs> you both are holding the rope. Sassafras, you approach the ledge. And as you put your foot on it... Okay, how are you... How are you what, are, what are, she is actually trying to slide, but, you, you, but we're lowering the rope Okay, you're lowering little. her. I'm yes. sitting on my booty. Okay, okay, so you're kind of, all right, so Sassafras, you kind of sit down on your little gnome rear, and you kind of begin scooching towards the edge, and all of a sudden you feel the rope. They like to tie ropes around you. Have you realized this yet? I know. This is not around my neck. <laughs> so, <laughs> yet. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you suddenly feel the rope tighten as they take the load of your weight, which you're only 28 pounds. So. The load of your weight. <laughs> <laughs> the, the super heavy. Roll me a really high strength save. No, I'm joking. Don't. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, so you begin to go down the, the full length of the, the rope, and you realize that the the algae and the moss and everything grown up on this over time has made it very slippery. And it's not like a rock that you're on. It's mud. So this is dirty. And you... <laughs> For being as clean as you are, probably are not enjoying this. I'm not clean anymore. <laughs> no, you are quite covered. Uh, you get to the end of the rope, and you cannot see the end of this. Okay, so now I want to use another one of my cantrips. And this may be a stupid idea, but we're going to try it. Okay. Produce flame. Okay. 
And, okay, so it says I can hurl the flame at a creature within 30 feet of me. Can I just hurl it 30 feet in front of me? Yeah. Because I want to see, like, I want to see if I yeah. can see what, like, it. Yeah. Okay, so I do that. So it's just, uh, just read the, read it to me exactly. Okay, it says a flickering flame appears in your hand. The flame remains there for the duration and harms neither you nor your equipment. The flame sheds bright light in a 10-foot radius and dim light for an additional 10 feet. The spell ends if you dismiss it as an action or if you cast it again. You can also attack with the flame, although doing so ends the spell. When you cast the spell or as an action on a later turn, you can hurl the flame at a creature within 30 feet of you. Make a ranged spell attack on a hit. The target takes 1d8. Okay. Perfect. Roll me an attack roll. <clears throat> For reasons. Uh, 22. Okay. So you, with, with control of it, managed to shoot it down. And as it travels, it illuminates this cave more so than what your dark vision um, can reveal. And... You just it continues on, like even, uh, to the full extent you can't see any past. It just lights everything up, and and it's it's a muddy tunnel. I want to yell down, "Hello, is anyone down there?" And you kind of sit there for a couple seconds, and you just hear, "Hello, is anybody down there?" Well, I sound much cuter, and then <laughs> uh, I want to yell up to the guys to pull, go ahead and pull me back up. Okay, so you guys very easily. You don't drop her, hey. let her down. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you heave and hoe in a mighty blow, and uh, you pull her up. And she is now sitting at the top with you, although covered in mud. Well, let's, let's go back to the entrance and see if the... It hasn't been all that I long. I think you're a lot of times passed. Yeah, you're talking maybe 15 minutes since you've yeah, gone into this cave. we just kind of go and peek around the corner and see you if we You are going anything. to get us killed. <laughs> you're going to get if we me peek killed. Not um, dogs, scents. I mean, come on. Uh, you, you done a skunk scent. I don't know if it's still there. It could be gone by now. Cast another one. Yeah, I'm getting real tired of all these spells I have to keep casting, and I'm dirty, and I'm gross, and I keep... You want to get work. clean, don't you? <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't want to die. There's water out there. If they miss her scent, you can go take a bath. Um, I don't feel comfortable doing that yet. So... I want to go back across the bridge, but I don't want to go all the way to the front like he wants. Okay. You, you, none of you. Actually, go ahead and everybody roll me a perception roll. Because you guys walked a, a decent ways in here, but you feel that you might be able to still hear. Um, 21. 21. Okay. 18. 18. 10. 10. All right. So um, all three of you do not hear anything other than an occasional drip and the. The squeaky sound of mud in your shoes. You want to venture back down to our other cave? Or keep going up? I want to sleep. You want to go to the edge of the cave and take a long rest? Why doesn't he just take a long rest right here? If we do it at the edge of the cave, it won't be muddy. Isn't the whole cave muddy? Yeah, the pretty much, pretty much. Well, the, the very exit of it's not because the water's not coming from outside. Uh, of the cave, like it's seeping through the ceiling. And if we hear them, we can go back in the cave. Can I like shovel up the mud? Uh, to what end? To the end that. What do you want to do with the mud? In other words, I want to make a, you know, solid path where I can lay my head down. Oh, you want to basically make you like a bed type? Yeah, yeah you could you could spend a little bit clearing some mud out, but you're gonna. I, I want to be messy. I want to use my tower shield for a shovel. 
<laughs> okay, so you kind of take your, your, your tower shield, dig it into the mud, and begin kind of scooping out the mud. And, and you work out a little hole, and the two of you are over here having this debate, Slick and, and uh, Sassafras. Uh, well, Slick, I think that he's just going to go to sleep right here. I don't think he's even going to listen to us. I'm going back in the dry. I'm going to the front of the cave. I'm going to stay at the front of the cave. I don't want to go out. Okay. But I'm going to do Approach a long it carefully. Yes, and I'm yeah. going to do a long rest there while maintaining the. You want to kind of be a watch. Yeah, be on watch. Yeah, you say. You didn't. I don't think you've taken any damage. I have you? not taken any damage. You guys actually damage. just came out of a long rest. Did you not? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. So but Roscoe. You know, right. Isn't poor, sneaky enough. Poor Roscoe's hurting. I'm a dwarf. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he he got he got dealt some serious damage. Okay, so Roscoe has uh, managed to roll himself up into a ball and fall asleep into the cave. Sassafras, you're kind of just chilling out. Yeah, because I don't feel comfortable going out and taking my bath just yet. Okay, yeah, and Slick is at the exit of the cave, keeping an eye out, watching out, and everything. As you guys are just making sure that Roscoe here is is a okay. All right, so you know what? Actually, I do want to uh, suggest to you, remind you instead that you don't have to do long rest in order to get health back you can do a 15 minute short break and roll hit dice yeah let's go with a 15 minute okay all right so go ahead and roll me your your hit dice remember you can roll up to your level you have the amount of level of hit dice so your level two you have two hit dice you can roll those to regain hit points did you what'd you roll um 13 oh doggone you back up nice okay good deal so you've got full life again you're feeling much better after 15 minutes you kind of wrap a bandage around that big old gash that's in your armor a little bit and refasten a little piece of leather and you you just feel all around better ready to go so what is your guys's next goal should we go check out the tunnels that we found or do you want to keep going up the mountain or should we go down the slide or we could contemplate on stealing a boat i'm all for getting off of this island we've got to figure out how to do it but then we have the sword and blurt and i don't even know anymore and i'm dirty and i i don't know roscoe i mean we have richard right here um what does richard have to say throw me in the lava that's that's all he wants he wants to be thrown in lava so what are we going to do? He's a persistent little fella. Um, you want to keep going up and see if we can get a look at the island? See what we see? We can, yeah. Let's keep going up. Okay. So um, you guys exit the cave and you... Carefully. Carefully exit the cave listening. You don't see any or hear any signs of goblins. It seems like they've probably given the, the chase up. At this point, it is dark. Um, the sun has set. So you continue to traverse to the top of the cave or the mountain and getting you find a nice little spot up top where you're able to see all around the island. And you realize this island is indeed very small. It's not large at all. Um, the fact that there is a goblin town here is kind of perplexing as to how they were able to self-sustain for this long. But you do notice where the town is, where the goblins are. The trees and the land and everything is much more dead and been used up. Uh, for their resources and the other side is you know the further you get from it the greener and more lush it is um, you do see the village with uh, they have docks with boats and everything uh, shored up and on the opposite side of the island from where the village is you see an old shipwreck that is in the water 
mostly submerged. The tail end of the ship is sticking up, kind of like a galleon style. So it's a large ship. Uh, do you think that ship might have some lifeboats? It might. We could go look and see. But we might need some food or something to get us through the... Well, once we, we can hunt on the way there and get our food and our water. Um, I don't eat meat, so I will collect berries. You, you can collect berries. Can we head towards the sh- shipwreck? Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Before go. Uh, we go down, though, I want to do a perception check on like, the island. Okay, like see if you see anything worth of note. Yeah. Okay. I want to do the same. Okay, everybody roll me a perception check. 14. Good 14. call, Roscoe. 18. Okay. Eight. <laughs> All right. So Roscoe was 14 and Slick was... 18. 18, okay. So um, both I'm of you... I'm just spinning in circles. Yeah, Sassafras is... is uh, she's very affixed on either the ship or the... The village, pretty much just those two locales. The two of you, however, um, see a clearing that is kind of down. If the village was to the, I'm trying to remember how all this is laid out, is to the east, the shipwreck was to the west, to the north, you see a clearing. And in that clearing looks to be some sort of almost structure that has been practically reclaimed by the land, like vines and everything else. And you're just you're able to tell that it is a man-made structure that looks out of place. Hey, there's a structure over there. Uh, you mean the boat? Yeah, I see. No, it. the house or whatever it is. The land is taking it back over. Oh, the house is in the village. Yeah, I saw them too. Not in the village. This one, it, the structure kind of resembles a pyramid temple type looking thing from what you can tell looking at it from this you distance. Will, I would like to go check that out. I still don't see anything, but whatever. Sassafras, it's right there. And I like get behind it, like, where I can like, look right down his finger and try to see what he's seeing. Oh, I might see a little something Well, there. since Maybe. they're pointing it out to you, you can see it. <laughs> I think we're going to go check out the pyramid thing. Okay, is that a consensus of the group? Sure. I... <laughs> All right, so the three of you begin the trek uh, to the north, heading towards this structure coming down. It's not hard going for the most part. The terrain is forgiving. You, along the way, are able to grab a quick drink off of some water that's on some leaves and whatnot from a fresh rain. Um, I'm looking for berries. You're looking for berries. Roll me a nature check. Six. (laughs) I'm looking for deer on the way, too. Okay, so you guys are looking for food, berries, substance. In fact, everybody go ahead and roll me a nature check since we're we're kind of in that mode right now. Not you, Sassafras. (laughs) Poor Sassafras. Twelve. Okay. Nineteen. Nineteen. All right, so Roscow is the only one along the way who finds um, a fruit-bearing tree. That looks to be a very luscious orange looking fruit that is in a cylinder cone, almost probably about eight inches long and three inches in diameter. You don't know what it is, but it looks edible. Guys, I think I found food. Do I know what it is? Um, I'm going to say no. Because this is being an island, and I don't think that you, your background, you're not from islands or anything else, kind of in the rainforest, the tropics, are you? 
No. Okay. Can someone do a arcana check on this tree? I mean, you can absolutely arcana check if you would like. I'm not very good at magic. <laughs> can I see that? Can I do a history check on the tree? Um, sure. What are you trying to discern with a history check? How old is it? Okay. All right. Go ahead and go ahead and roll me a history check. If he befriends this tree, I swear. Five. <laughs> you look at it. You're like, guys. I think it's been here for a while. <laughs> guys, <laughs> he won't believe it. <laughs> it's bloomed. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do a perception check on this tree? What are you trying to perceive? <laughs> if there's anything strange going on. Okay, go ahead. 18. 18? Okay. So you're sitting there watching this, and as, as you look at this tree trying to discern if the food is edible or not, you happen to glance and you see a bird come in and land on the fruit itself uh, way up in the tree. And while it's holding on with its talons, you see its beak start to go into the into the fruit and you see it take a bite and pull out a chunk of the fruit and spit it out and it does that several times um, until you start to see almost seeds drop out from inside the fruit and it begins to eat the seeds um, uh, I think the seeds are good I want to uh, matter of fact I know that the seeds are good because that bird is eating the seeds and not the fruit I wanted this Take one down. I want to, like, break it open. Okay. So you break it open, and uh, you reach... Well, actually, I'm sorry. They're, they're not within your reach. I apologize. I did not express that. They're not low-hanging fruit. They're up in the canopy of the tree. Okay. I want to kick the tree. <laughs> okay. Kick that tree. Roll me a strength check, Roscoe. I like the enthusiasm. Eleven. Eleven. All right. So you you quite you just walk up to the tree, puff out your chest like I got this, and you thump your foot onto the tree, and you kind of stick your hand out like you're expecting one to fall into your hand, and nothing nothing falls. I want to shoot a boat up in the top of the tree to see if I can knock one down. You want to sh- like shoot the stem or something? Yeah. Okay. Roll that for me, but roll it for me for di- right, roll me an attack roll with disadvantage. Yeah, because it's such a small little target that you're trying to hit. Twenty. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. You uh, you hit that, and it falls down, and Roscoe, your hand is still out, and it just happens to fall right into your open hand. Hey, see? I told you it was. <laughs> I kind of just giggle to myself. <laughs> I want to break it open. All right, so you break it open, and the juices from the thing kind of engulf and run over your hand and whatnot, and you get almost like an acidic feel to it. And uh, inside of it, you just see a collection of seeds, looking uh, hard-looking seeds, almost like think sunflower seeds would be. I want to, I, w- I want to look at them and be like, should I eat it? Go ahead. You before me. Okay. Um. So I just, I want to, I want to lick it first. Okay, like lick the seeds. Like, like so. What I'm guessing is like a shell. Then there's like the little, there's like the insides, then the seeds. Yes. Yeah. I want to So think, think like a, orange. yeah. I'm thinking no. like an orange. So, okay. So think an orange exterior, but inside that would be kind of a, a ball of almost sunflower seeds. Okay. All real tight. Then I just want to eat it. 
Okay, like just grab some seeds and yeah. pop them in your mouth. Okay, so you pop them in your mouth, and they they don't taste much of anything. Like they they you don't feel sick immediately. You do, they don't taste good, but they don't taste bad either. They're they're substance. They're all right. I mean, they're okay. I've had better. Mm. I want to lick the fruit. You want to lick the fruit? All right, so you lick the fruit, and as soon as you do, you get a burning sensation on your tongue. Um, and like almost to the point where you just have an instantaneous response to uh, spit just to get it out of your mouth. I want to spit. Okay, yeah, so you, <laughs> you successfully spit. Uh, this group what likes is it with to you spit. boys and spitting? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you get the definite feeling that it's probably not the best for consumption. And that if you actually did consume it, then there would probably be repercussions. Okay, well then, uh, I think we could at least get some for the seeds. Yeah, it looks fairly easy. Like, one of you could probably climb up this tree and grab yourself some fruits without a whole lot of difficulty. The limbs are fairly low. But you guys the, we, want me to climb? <laughs> we can throw sassafras up there. <laughs> What is it with you guys throwing me? <laughs> Ropes, throwing me. Yeah, tie a rope around her. <laughs> Pulley system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll say we'll get a few of them. I don't know okay. who's climbing up. But All right. Well, we'll say Slick and, and Sassafras, you two can climb up because I don't think Roscoe probably would with all his can armor. I, like, try to catch him? And they, like, yeah, yeah. Like they throw him down yeah. to you and you're kind of running around and collecting them. We'll say that each one of you is able to very easily in your package carry five of these fruits. And you feel that by eating them, you know, one fruit might sustain you for a day, maybe. Like okay. they're not really feeling, but they're, they're decent. They're food. Can we get on the road now? Yes. Let's yeah, go. I thought we are going to go look at that house or whatever it was. Yeah, the little pyramid thing. Okay. So um, you guys get your kind of collection up, and uh, you start walking down the, the path. And before too long, remember, it is dark out right now. So we're at this point probably approaching about 11 o'clock, midnight, something along those lines. And you come to this structure, and in front of you is a, a pyramid shaped, like you saw, completely overrun and overcome by... Uh, vines and f there's flowers growing out of it very uh, this is my type of place yes you would feel very at home in this in this building you guys do see kind of a stairwell leading up going to a doorway do you think if i did a history check on this you like history don't you he's all about his history he, yes um. It would be able to tell me what type of pyramid, and maybe I could see what civilization was in the pyramid. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like the way you think. He must have high history. 17. 17. Excellent. All right, so looking at this structure, the first thing that comes to your realization is that the stairs in place seem to be very shallow, um, almost more like a ramp, like it might be used by um, the people who would slither. You know that there's a species in the world that exists that are called the Wanti, who look kind of like snake people. Like they've got snake bodies, and then their torsos come up, and they have arms and a head, and regular. And, and you kind of recognize that architecture at play here. Okay. Can I do a perception check? To perceive? If there's anything happening around us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You can go ahead and do a perception check. 20. Okay, so looking around, you don't see anything that stands out 
as far as happening around you. It it doesn't look like there have really been any signs of life whatsoever in this particular area as far as intelligent life. Um, everything has been very naturalistic, animals coming and going, but you don't get the sense that this structure has been used or even touched by either human or goblin hands. Remember, oh. this is kind of further away from the goblin village. I want to uh, go up the stairs. I do too. Okay. So, Me three. All right, so all three of you go up to the stairs and you place your feet on and you begin to walk up and you don't go, the, the entrance way isn't super, super high up off the ground, but you go up to a doorway that was there it was wood, but has since rotted away and is just kind of a pile sitting on the ground. There's part of a door hanging off the hinges at this point. Um, and you can look into uh, this empty area. The two of you with night vision can see it easily slick. I don't know. Do you have your torch out? I do. Okay, so you've got your torch. You kind of light it up. You actually notice there's sconces. If you wanted to, you could light some sconces. I'm going to light some sconces. Okay, so you, you go around, and, and right next to the door, there's an area for you. So you kind of touch it to it, and it lights up real quick, and then it dies again real quick because obviously the, there's nothing in there really to, to keep it burning. So you could, like if you wanted to, it's a little area you could hang your torch yeah hang your torch and, and if I'll, you, I'll hang my torch okay so you can do that well as you do it you realize that there's a concave section behind it that acts as like a light refractor and it creates a brighter light than just the torch being in the middle of the room it actually amplifies the light a little bit um, looking around you realize this is nothing more than a you know like we look back at our our uh, ancestors at log cabins that we see around nowadays, how they're decrepit and smaller than what we're used to and accustomed to and everything else. You get the feeling that's kind of like what this was. It was built at a time uh, during a simpler time. And whoever was here, you didn't feel that they were part necessarily maybe of a large civilization, that they live very small within their means. Nothing is fancy. You do notice that there's etchings up on the wall. Um, the one that catches your eye is there is a volcano, a, volcano um, a mountain almost, which looks like the mountain that you guys just descended down out of. You see a cave drawn into it, and then outside the cave, uh, or I'm sorry, not outside the cave, in the mountain portion, as if like it was trying to portray that you're looking into the cave, you see a squiggle drawn, which could be deciphered as maybe a large snake or worm or something such as the sort. And inside the worm is a circle with wavy lines coming out of it uh, as if to symbolize something of importance inside that creature. Mm. And there's also, sorry, there's, there's just your regular, there was a bed there, there was a chest. In fact, the chest is still kind of uh, intact a I little bit. I loot the chest. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? So uh, you walk over to this chest and it is very well built and it is locked. Boo. I want to break the lock. Okay, you want to hit it? So you kind of take your what? What are you using? Weapon? I'll use my like. I'll use my dagger and kind of dagger kind of yeah. hit it. So you you hit it, no problem. That it's so old, the rust breaks away, and uh, it just kind of lets out a, a like a noise. Let's open it. All right, so you open it. Roll me a dexterity saving throw. You're the one that had to take over my idea. Twenty four. Okay. Oh goodness. Okay. So you open the chest, and as you do. Um, 
two darts come shooting out at you and you manage to kind of swing out of the way and they embed themselves into the rock across the way. And you notice from the tips some green and blue kind of pus drop down like as if they were poisoned and intended for the victim. And inside of the chest, you see the contraption that shot the darts. It's just a very small, probably no more than six, eight inches in diameter box uh, with a reloadable mechanism to shoot the darts. Um, and then inside of it, you just see a leather journal that is very worn and um, just covered in, in dust and just it's got that very old smell of leather. I want to take the leather journal. Okay, so you grab the leather journal, no problem. And I want to open it and see if I can read it. Okay, so you open it, and inside of it, do any of you speak draconic? Nope. Do not. Roscow? No? Okay. Wait, hold on. Uh, draconic is a... Not druid. No. Okay. No. But is it demon? No. Okay. The draconic, I believe, is uh, dragon-based. Yeah, like Dragonborn and right. kind of the, the reptilian. I want to take it just so I would have it when we get to mainland. Okay. Um, there's not a whole lot written in it, and it's pretty fragile. Do I see any cloth or anything laying around? Uh, on the bed, there's a little uh, bit I wanna of... I want to try to get some and kind of wrap it up to put it in my Oh, okay, bag. to kind of protect it a yeah. little bit. Okay, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's no problem. Um, maybe we can ask um, my friend, Richard. Ask him if he can speak it. Um... I want to pull out my little sword, and it's Germanic. Draconic. Draconic. I'm like, hey, Richard. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, did you, huh? Have you talked to, to Blart yet? We'll get into we'll, we'll uh, We had a few problems of his loyal subjects. His loyal, so, wait, is he in charge? Yep, he's of, in charge. Oh, good night. That's probably gone straight to his head. Um. Oh. Do you speak any other languages by chance? Uh, I mean, I speak Elvish, a little bit of Draconic, and Common. Ooh, there's a uh, transcript that that has that language. Oh, okay. How do you suggest I read it? What if we like? Hmm. <laughs> any ideas? Any ideas of what? Oh yeah, <laughs> he he can read it. He can. Well, he can read a little bit of it, but he can read it. Yeah, I'm very. I'm not very versed in it, but I can make basic words he out. He can basic words. So well, give him the journal. Let him read it. He's a sword. How about you try laying the sword in the journal? <laughs> It doesn't work like that. You could try. How do you know it doesn't work? Try it. <laughs> try it. Try it. Try it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, at this time, I hand Roscoe the journal. You're handing the journal out to Roscoe. Is it, is it okay. like symbols? It's sim- Japanese or Chinese or whatever I want it is. To, like, you know. Can I try to like explain the symbols to him? This is a dead cat. Just uh, lay the sword <laughs> inside the journal. Okay, I want to do that. Okay. Just lay it on there. There's just dead silence. Who laid the sword Ask in the me. journal? I did it. Ask now me. pick him back up again. 
want to pick it back up. Okay, so you, yeah, you're holding him again. He says, yeah, yeah. Can you read that? Read what? <laughs> I can't read that. Well, then explain it to him. You know, dead cat and all. <laughs> I want to explain the symbols. So there's, there's a circle with a dot in it. Okay, a circle with a dot. Okay, a circle is generally indicative of family. Okay, now there's four squiggly lines with uh, two dots and a pie in the middle. And a pie? Yeah. This is like I a don't pie. recognize. Now, now four squiggles is, is a, a liquid. Um, it can or it can mean either a liquid or the moving of or flowing. Okay, now there's like a half crescent moon. Uh, well, I mean, obviously a moon could mean the cycles. Okay, now what about like a tail? Like it's a, it's a it goes down and it comes through a swirl. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have a clue what that one would no, be. No, okay, now there's like a. Box with a uh, dot in it. Hey, hey, don't forget the triangle that's got the sways coming out of it. Oh, oh yeah. There's a triangle with sways on it. <laughs> a triangle would... Okay, so I, just, yeah, I have no clue. I, this is... I, You're really bad at this. I told you I wasn't good at it. Man, I should kill you. Wait, no. I'm okay, not gonna, yeah. I'm not Throw me in the lava. How about the hexagon with the big S <laughs> well, or whatever around it? A hexagon with a big S? A hexagon with a big S. Yes. Um, well, an S can mean, if I'm remembering correctly, that means deep or water, or buried. The family is deep in the water, buried. Family lava, maybe? Lava? Nothing you said would give me reason to believe it's lava, but... That doesn't mean that it doesn't mean lava. I'm guessing here. I'm going off of what you're telling me, and my knowledge is uh, very basic, very fundamental. You've been trapped here for several like years. You should be very wise. I haven't traveled much. Why? Uh, He's a sword. I was stuck in a sword in a lava pit. Seems like a personal problem. <laughs> he says, I think I'm done with this now. Okay, good night. And the gem fades again. Is there anything else, like any um, pathways or anything once we're inside the pyramid? Like Oh, like see? doors or anything? Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and call it there uh, before we get into the exploration and figuring out what's going on here. Um, so until next time, everybody, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, this has been Check for Traps. We will see you next week. Adios, mi amigos.